When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. What'd you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Live. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Live. Thank you to him. Cousins rolling, and then he throws, and Rudolph, can he one-hand it? Yes! Touchdown! Man, oh man, it looked for a second like he was trying to throw it away, and then Rudolph reaches up and grabs it one-handed. First and 15, Cousins under pressure, gets it away to Cook, Cook gets away from Lee, and Cook inside the 30. Tough, tough running with a flag down at the 19-yard line. Now third and goal. Cook is there. Instead, it's another pass, and this is caught by Rudolph for the touchdown. Cousins deep down the right sideline and underthrown and coming back to Stephon Diggs, and they're going to say no. Ball hit the ground. Obviously, a booth review. Diggs is trying to appeal to anybody he can. I think he caught it. I think he caught that ball, and that is some play. Man, and that's Cook, and he takes it in on a fourth and goal on the final play. Well, it got hairy towards the end there. It got interesting, but the Minnesota Vikings hold on to get a huge victory, 28-24 on the road in Dallas. Vikings Vent Line is the show. It's Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, our guys Evan and Declan producing right now, and also you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, and Seth Auger is running those streams. 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. We are in the TCL Broadcast Studios, and... uh do you have any uh, thoughts, Mr. Cunningham, off the bat before we get to our callers? Credit to this offense for being able to put up enough points on the road. Kirk Cousins is 2-0 and in primetime games in 2019, Judd. So I think he's doing his very best to try and erase that. The, uh, the negative things about his history in, in those types of performances. So credit to this Vikings offense, the defense... Still not great. I, mean, I don't understand. We, we still, we still yeah. see time and time again the holes in this defense. It was funny to me that the uh, the play by play crew of Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth was acting like Mike Hughes isn't the best corner on this team because if you look around, there's no one else that's good. And like Xavier Rhodes is great. That was my favorite. 
late in the game when they pointed out that Amari Cooper was lining up on Xavier Roadside and saying, and Collinsworth said, well, a few years ago you wouldn't do that. Well, of course, you wouldn't have done that a few now years you, ago. Now you, now you jump it. at that chance. <laughs> yes. 651-646-8255, Vikings Vent Line, 651-646-8255. Let's start off with one of our favorite callers, Linda in Wyoming. Hi, Linda. Hi, guys. What's well, up, Linda? I, well, I will give credit to the offense. Uh, you know, they, uh, Dalvin Cook, I thought was fantastic. Uh, I thought the play calling on the whole was, uh, pretty good by, uh, Stefanski. Uh, they scored enough points to win. The defense, I guess I'm almost disappointed that we won because I think if we'd have lost, maybe that would, I'm tired, I'm tired of this. I, he is so stubborn. We're going to stop, you know, the the running game. We're going to stop the running game. We're just going to let him run all over the field doing everything else like that. And, uh, you know, he, this is not an elite, this is not an elite defense anymore. And, uh, you know, you just, you just have to keep the offense going to score enough points. Yeah. And pray, pray to God Delvin does, uh, Cook doesn't get hurt that way. He was fantastic uh, tonight for sure, Linda. He was, and he's got a good backup in, in Madison. I, you know, I, I think they did that. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have too many complaints about the offensive play calling, but I, I have said that, and you know this, Judd, I have said this all along, that I don't think Zimmer should be calling the place. I think that you got to turn that over to George Edwards, that he needs to be the head coach. And the other thing is, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with a defensive-minded coach and a defensive-minded head coach calling plays. The game has progressed to the point where this has now become an offensive game, and uh, you know you're going to be the bridesmaid more often than not if you continue to use Zimmer as your head coach and he continues to call plays. Just my opinion, but uh, I'll take the win. But uh, not gone it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, you sound frustrated still. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. Six five one six four six eight two five five. A phone line just opened up as we react, and uh, you do too to the Vikings twenty eight twenty four victory over the uh, Dallas Cowboys tonight. The Vikings improved to seven and three. Uh, they remain what a game behind the Green Bay Packers, who won today against Carolina. Jeff, you're up next. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Hey, you know I want just want to say I love Linda and I love Wyoming. But that was some haterade she was drinking there. Man, that's, a little bit, Jeff. I've never heard someone so mad after a win, especially a primetime game on a big stage like Jerry World. Woof. That was a take, um, man. <laughs> look, it is. Hey, I'm gonna look, I'm a Mike Zimmer fan. I I think the whole, well, you need an offensive play caller is a little overrated. I mean, the Bears have an offensive play caller. I think they're winning the Super Bowl with him. I mean, Hugh Jackson was an offensive was supposed to be an offensive genius. Danny Cunningham is a Browns fan. You can tell me all about him. We don't talk about Hugh Jackson, Jeff. But 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 I will say this. I'm gonna give credit where credit's due. I thought Mike Zimmer's call to go for it. Fourth and goal. Great call. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. My, my bad take for Mike Zimmer is yep. Mike, I understand you need to stop the run. But your corners, it's just not the same. Your corners are not good, that good anymore. Mike Hughes might be, but he's still kind of learning. He gave up a lot of long uh, passes. So did the rest of the corners. You, you got to, I don't know if they need to change something, have, have some help for them there, but my gosh, how many third and longs, third and longs, third and longs did they give up? But you know what? 
I ain't going to hate because this is one of the <laughs> greatest football weekends of my life. It is indeed, Jeff. Are you ma? Rode a boat uh-huh. and Skull Vikings, baby. I'm out. Good night. Good call, Jeff. Fantastic call from Jeff. Uh, let's keep the momentum going here. Steven in Little Canada. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Great. What's up, Steven? All right. So I'm calling today. You know, I, I saw some really great things for the Vikings. I like, you know, what the other guy was saying. It's been a great weekend for Minnesota sports in general and football. Um, I just want to go based on, you know, the play calling tonight. I feel like, you know, the defense, they did stand out, you know, did their thing towards the end. You know, I, I feel like, yeah, the corners do need to step up a little more. But, hey, they stepped up at the end. You know, Courage got that, you know, INT, you know, when we, you know, even though there's like four players, you know, surrounding the guys, you know, Cowboys guys on the offense, um, we still managed to come through and get the W. And, uh, you know, I'm really impressed how, you know, Kirk Cousins was able to get out of the pocket and just, you know, and make that play for Rudolph. Um, you know, I think it, overall, you know, we're starting to get it together. I, I still think we're a playoff team. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we just still got a lot to work on. And, um, you know, I'm just very happy with the W tonight. And let's get this momentum going. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the phone call. I have to be honest. I'm listen. I'm impressed that they won tonight. The defense did nothing for me for the no, most part, Danny. The offense and Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was fantastic, but at 7:25 tonight, I didn't know what to make of the 2019 Vikings. And at 10:30, I still don't know exactly what to make of the 2019 Vikings. I think I learned that if this team's going to win something, it's because the offense outperformed the defense. This, this defense is not what it once was. I mean, if you are a football fan, yep. And an unbiased observer of this game, if you don't care who won between the Cowboys and the Vikings, you are mad at Jason Garrett and that Cowboys offensive staff for just botching that final drive that they had. They botched it. They absolutely botched it. They wasted a great Dak Prescott game. Mm -hmm. Now, Kirk Cousins played really well. This offense played really well as a whole. Stephon Diggs made some nice catches. He had a good game, too. Kyle Rudolph, two touchdowns. Awesome. All that great. But the defense isn't good enough, and I've learned that now. I've I've seen enough to know that this is not a championship level defense. The past defense for sure. Yes, because they well, and, did a great job knows, against Zeke. Who knows how long Linval Joseph's going to be out too? That's true too. Six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two five five. The show is Vikings Vent Line. It's Zoligan and Cunningham. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios taking your calls on the Vikings twenty eight twenty four victory over Dallas. Up next is Hector in New York. Hi, Hector. Hey, how you doing? Great. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, um, you know, going into this game, I was skeptical because we all know the record of the Vikings and Kirk Cousins on primetime games. So Not I didn't great. Have much, um, yeah, I didn't have that much confidence that we were doing anything. But we started out well. But then again, our defense uh, did not play well. And like uh, it was said earlier, we're no longer a championship defense. We're just a bottom, uh, middle of the pack defense. And my God, can we stop one third down at least, please? <laughs> I hear you're you. not wrong, Hector. Man, I that was you, that was excruciating. It was. It was. Uh, you know, I was nervous that uh, because Limbo Joseph was out, I didn't know how we would do it to stop the run, but we stuffed the run. Mm-hmm. I was glad about that. And um, also, you know, the Rams lost today, and since we won, we got a little bit more breathing room, uh, breathing room for the playoffs. So, you know, my confidence rose a little bit, just a little bit, you know, because they are the Vikings. But I'm feeling good now. That's fair. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'd say that. That's yeah, right. I, I your confidence no can grow a little bit. No I just disagreement with that. I just don't know. 
I never thought I'd say during the course of the 2019 season that I thought if the Vikings were to truly have success, that it would be based largely on what the offense could do. That doesn't mean I thought the offense was going to be awful, because I didn't think that, and I thought it was going to have to be good. But, you know, for one game or two games, I guess I could start to make excuses for the past defense and their struggles, Danny. But we're to the point now where it's way past that. It's who they are. They're just getting picked apart. It's who they are now. And the big plays. And you know what? If you stop Zeke Elliott, that's fantastic. But when you look at big play after big play and... uh, Dak's fantastic. He's great, but still. 651-646-8255. A phone line is open on Vikings event line. 651-646-8255 if you would like to weigh in on the game. Uh, Weighing in next, Sam in D.C. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's up, Um, Sam? You know, you touched on that a minute ago, but I think the absence of Linval really, you know, more so than having Thielen at was probably the biggest uh, worry for me. I think Zimmer seemed like he wanted to commit more, you know, linebackers and secondary players just to stop in the run, bringing guys down to the box to stop Zeke, and and that frees up, you know, some spots uh, in, in the in, in the coverage for for Dak to pick us apart a little bit. I, I will say, you know, what the concerning thing for me is is when Mike Hughes is getting torched by Amari Cooper play after play after play, and Zimmer, who typically makes some really good second-half adjustments in the past, doesn't do anything to give him help. He doesn't do anything to maybe put you know switch out Mike Hughes for Holton Hill, who had a couple good plays, mm-hmm. you know, Kenzie Alexander, who had a couple good plays. I think that was concerning for me. Um, the other thing, I think not enough can be said on how badly Jason Garrett really fumbled that away uh, <laughs> towards the end. Like I'm curious to see like what the Dallas Cowboys vent line is like right now because they're probably calling for his head. They but have to be. They should be, shouldn't they? That was a fireable offense, was it not, Sam? You, I mean, I think he's gone at the end of the season if they don't make the playoffs or if it's an early playoff exit, even though Jerry Jones loves him. But to go to Zeke on the fourth down play, to not go to Amari Cooper, who's had a top career game, and then just to run uh, Zeke on that third down that Weatherly really blew up yep. is complete mismanagement. I mean, that's a Kellen Moore thing because he's calling the plays, but like Jason Garrett's a really bad coach. So, like, yes, you win the game. It's great. But if that's, like, an average coach on the other sideline, I don't know if we win that. But that being said, happy with the win. So thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, I mean, that's a ter- – that sequence, uh, considering how Dallas got down the field, Mm-hmm. That sequence of decision making in play calling is as inept and baffling as possible. But you know what? Fireable if you're offense. the Vikings, you say thank you very much. Yes, you take it. You say okay, that's uh, really too bad for you, and we'll leave with with our what seventh win, and we're very pleased. So let's continue uh, with a phone call six five one six four six eight two five five, and it is time to talk to Emmett in Bismarck. Hi, Emmett. Hey, Eric in Bismarck. Oh, Eric, hey, I'm sorry. Not bad. Hey, no problem. What's up, E? Um, well, you know, I, I wonder if part of the problem with the secondary has just been the lack of pass rush by uh, the front four and just been the lack of, of, of uh, blitzes because those guys get exposed the more that they're out there on sure. the island. You know, I'm just curious. You guys just take, I guess. I'll, That's very I'll fair. Stop talking. What do you guys think? Is it the front four that might be part to blame for this? Thanks, Eric. Appreciate the call. 
it does feel like they should be getting more. They should be getting the quarterback to the ground more often than they are. I don't know about their pressure numbers. I would have to look into that to see where they do rank there. Mm-hmm. But it feels like they should be more effective than they are because of the amount of talent that they have there. It felt like there were times tonight, to Eric's point, where he's exactly right, and Dak definitely had too much time. It felt like yeah. there were times that, that... And look, good for him. He's a really good quarterback. He can move and and navigate around. But there did seem to be a few plays where you thought to yourself, okay, one one thousand, two one thousand. Wow, this is getting long. So a uh, Minnesota Twins guy tweets in at Jay Zolget at Real D Cunningham. The way this is going for the first time in the Zimmer era, I think Vikings fans will be furious if they don't draft a corner in the first round. <laughs> oh, that's that's you know what? It's, it's not altogether it's accurate. accurate. That's really good, Alex. Thanks for holding on. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. What's up, Alex? Um, so the fact of the matter is that this secondary is awful, and I don't even think Harrison Smith played that well tonight, and we all know how good he is, but I think it's time for Zimmer to address the fact that he kind of has to change his philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always been about the soft coverage and limiting big plays, but I think, you know, you have to take a page from the Bears playbook last year, and you have to make your – like, the corners aren't good enough to do that this year. It's just as simple as that. You have to take a page from the Bears playbook and say, all right, we have to jump some routes. We have to be more aggressive. I mean, every interception we've had this year, every forced turnover, it's been late garbage time. But, I mean, look at Dak Prescott. He's thrown eight interceptions eight interceptions this year, and we can't pick him off until, you know, a Hail Mary at the end of the game. I just think we need to change the philosophy and, you know, be more aggressive. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but is that going to work with, with this current group, I guess, is my question. I see what well, Alex well, what is saying. Doing now isn't working. No, no question about it. But is that going to work, or with now? Now I could see that with certain players, or as the caller previously said, do we have to also see different guys start to play more? Does Holton Hill, who showed up, I think, broke up a uh, pass attempt for Jason Witten early in this game, made a nice play. Yeah. Do we need to see different um, adjustments made in personnel? Trey Waynes didn't play. But he, he had such a bad game a week ago in Kansas City. I he can't sit here I and say, say that I, I can't pound the table and say, man, Trey Wayne, you know, if he could have played tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a conundrum because the one thing that Mike Zimmer's teams and Mike specifically have always been known for is now I really think for the first time since probably he got here or certainly since 2015 or so, it's lacking. Yeah. And it's not one game, and it's not two games. It's now a regular pattern. And I think it started with a conversation about Xavier Rhodes, right? And at that time, we picked on Rhodes and said he's not that good or has not played that well. But now it's sort of a free-for-all. Yeah, it's everybody. Hey, Dan. Hey. Um, hi. Um, Go ahead. About that play with uh, Harrison Smith in the end zone. Yeah. Do you think that was a, a pass interference call? Yes, I definitely do. I think it was too. Yeah. I also I think that was also a little bit of a makeup call because the the previous one between he and Jason yeah. Witten where he was called for a hold, I don't think that was a hold on third and whatever that third and nine or whatever it was. But I I do think that that was pass interference, and, and the Cowboys have a little bit of a, but a Dan, reason to be upset. To be fair. Yeah. I can sit here and tell you without a doubt in my mind that I have no idea what will draw a flag in 2019 on that call. Right. Like, I have no yeah. clue. They, they don't know. If they tell and you then, they know, they're lying. And then there's another a play with Amari Cooper when he pushed off on uh, Mike Hughes. Yep. 
Yeah, I thought that was offensive pass interference, and they didn't call that either. They're ma- they are right now, in my mind, and, and this is not Vikings-Cowboys. This is the entire league in watching games yep. this afternoon. They are literally making it up as they go along, hoping that they're right, but having no clue if they indeed are right. Yep, That's how I feel, Dan. Yeah, that that was a big win, though. I like that uh, yeah. play with Kendricks, too, at the uh, last. He made a big play on Zeke Elliott. That He's had a really good year, Dan. But that was a big win. Exactly right. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yeah, it's a huge win. It's a huge win. If you lose that game, you go officially two back of Green Bay. Since you lost to Green Bay, right now, if you lose that game, you're really three games back. Yep. That was an enormous win. Must win. After you lost, look. This is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the first quality win of of the season, and I mean real quality, for this team. Yeah. Because you lost to Green Bay, you lost to Kansas City, and at some point, as we talked about all last week, you said to yourself, okay, show us something. I don't care how you do it. And in this case, they did. Matthew and Maplewood. Hey, how are you doing? Great. Good. What's up, Matt? Hey, so I'm a first-time caller, so super excited to be on the show. Thank you. Um, but not much learned from this game. Um, just like you said, football dad, uh, you didn't know what to make of the Vikings at 720 or at the very end of the game. But all I can really say is that the offense is kind of switching roles with the defense now. <laughs> offense is doing really good and the defense is doing really bad. But thinking about it, it's like Dak had a, a fire game and Cooper was literally toe-tapping every single catch. <laughs> so I guess my question is, is like, are we still a top-10 defense or is that just an over-exaggeration? Right now, it's hard for Thanks, me to Matthew. say that this is. It's oh. really difficult for me to say this is a top 10 defense right now. I was going to say, when your pass defense has become seemingly as, I hate to use the word, but I think it's fair because of the recent vintage of games, when it's become this porous, how can you say they're top 10? Now, statistically, I think they definitely are. But I can't sit here and say I'm confident about this. Judd, their their pass defense has looked inept. I know. I can't get it, but I can't get my head around it because it seems so weird. And and look, Rhodes' decline has been since last year. I get that. And you could see that but coming. But this is now a free-for-all that I didn't see coming. I don't think you could see this coming. And, and I think the caller did have a very good point, though. I do think the lack of pressure, especially in road games on opposing quarterbacks, is giving them enough time that what already is probably could be considered a leaky defensive backfield mm-hmm. looks worse. Yes. I think I that's agree. probably very fair. Uh, 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255, Vikings Vent Line is the show. A line is open. We're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. And up next from St. Paul, Titus. Hi, Titus. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? Yeah, so, I mean... Overall, after this game, I really feel like the offense played well. I mean, I look at Dalvin Cook, outstanding game again. Um, Rudolph too. I'm glad that they're seeing a tar- that they're targeting him now. Um, but I just look at the secondary, and I'm just wondering when Zimmer and the secondary are going to become accountable for the mistakes. Like I just don't hear it in the press conferences and stuff. And I'm ready for <laughs> Zimmer to uh, take fault here. And I'm just. Wondering when we're actually going to see a change and Zim uh, see a change soon. Zim is seems very hesitant Thank you, to, uh, to do that and be critical of his guys. Where if it were the offense that were struggling, he'd be critical. But and because it's also it, his scheme, yes, it's because his guys it's, and his it's his guys, it's his scheme. He's the one where the, the buck stops with him. So it's hard for him to be critical of himself and critical of the guys that he he has built into this. But Titus has a has a good point. Oh, Titus is not wrong. 
What is he going to do? All right, so you've got Denver and then the all-important bye week. Yeah. All right. Let's say he gets through the Broncos game. And it's still leaky, but you win that game. It's at home. Denver's not that good, okay? Mm-hmm. There has to be some type of significant adjustment made during the bye week, right? What significant adjustment is there? Judd, you and I Different were on scheme this. scheme ideas? It can't be the personnel because you can't change that. You and I were on this before anyone else. We were talking about this week three when the adjustment was go trade for Jalen Ramsey. That was the adjustment that you could have made. And they didn't do that because I don't know that there's a scheme adjustment that's going to totally fix this. Is there any, no, now, no there not totally a, fix now, it, but I'm talking about a little bit. There might be one that could help to hide a little bit. I, I mean, maybe you do try and be more aggressive and you try and get rid of some of the things that are plaguing you. But, man, it's it seems like this is just a very bleak outlook for the secondary. And I, and I, I hate to be like this following a big win. I, I mean, this was a huge win They just win got their biggest the win of the season as far as I'm it concerned. Was, no and question about it. This apart was pass defense. I think you could probably say this is the biggest win in the Kirk Cousins era. You like that? You like that? Hi, James in Apple Valley. Hi, uh, I got uh, two points. Uh, one, I know Phil is not on Vikings front line, uh, but he's been dunking on Kyle Rudolph uh, a lot lately, and uh, he's got the most sure hands on this team. Uh, and yeah, he's not a Kelsey Ertz. He's not going to run that seam route. Um, you know, he's not a four-five guy, but he can catch contested balls, and I, I think he really showed that. And Irv Smith, I'm excited about his future, but man. You can't commit a penalty on the inch line, and it, it worked out. They got the touchdown, but that was just a completely boneheaded play. And so, uh, yeah, I really, you know, Rudolph, I think, proved a lot of people wrong. The second thing, uh, I know Mike Hughes, he's not a rookie, but he's essentially a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, does he still think they're using college hash marks? Because how many times was Amari Cooper just wide open on the sideline? I just don't get it. It, it. You know, they they could run the same route the whole game. Uh, and, yeah, Dallas lost that game as much as, you know, I think they lost the game more than Minnesota won the game. But good win, and uh, let's, uh, let's write off a few more here. Thanks, James. All right, Rudolph, first of all, bravo to the Vikings. He is a great red zone, end zone target. Yes. That's how he should be used. He was used correctly tonight. Don't blame, don't blame us. What we say is, if you think you're going to get him the ball in space, something's you're wrong. With, something's time. wrong with you. He's not the guy to get it. But to he's in great space. at contested balls. Yes, in the end zone, the Irv Smith in open space, Kyle Rudolph in the end zone, go get it, is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So they got that right. Um, as far as far as Cooper's catches go, uh, I'm floored by them. I'm not going to blame some of those catches. Okay, un- you just got to give it up. He was don't unbelievable you? tonight. Yes, he was He was unbelievable. But those toe-tap catches, I don't even know what those are. I don't know what He's basically like he's got glue on the bottom of his cleats and yeah. can hang on to the field. To the, so, and to peel back the curtain here, watching the game in the studio with you was even better because, oh. I, I mean, 
You just let out like screams of no way. It's impossible. I, I'm with you. He's doing things human beings really shouldn't be able to do. Some of his catches remind reminded me of the touchdown pass Russell Wilson threw against the Rams on Monday night or Thursday night football or whatever, yes, where it looked like Thursday. he was throwing the ball away. Yep. And it was just in the spot where only Tyler Lockett could catch it. Amari Cooper did that like three times with Dak Prescott tonight. The first time I thought Dak is desperate and he's throwing that ball and that's a great catch. By the third time I thought, no, they designed this play. Yes. Like the play is it can break down, we don't care. Dak heads towards the sideline, lets loose, and he knows Cooper can catch that ball. And furthermore, what makes the play incredible is Dak knows that he can make that throw. Mm-hmm. So, look, the pass defense is bothersome. It's troublesome. It's a problem. Yeah, Mike Hughes is still trying to learn. He's far from perfect. But I don't know what I can say about those Amari Cooper catches other than that is just off the charts. It was beautiful. Hi, Nick in Philadelphia. Hey guys, living in the middle of Eagles country, listening to you guys, I would have thought that the Vikings lost to the Eagles by 40. I mean, on the road against the Cowboys in prime time, what more do you want from Cousins? They, the defense held up, they made the plays when they needed to, and the schedule's in their favor at this point moving forward. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure what more you guys want from them. But I think they're in a good position. It's a big win. Kind of sustain the sustainability. Oh, Nick, it's it's a big win. It's a huge win. I saw everything from Kirk Cousins I wanted to see tonight. I mean, I mean, I have no except no the pitch, qualms except the pitch to Cook late in, in the game. Can that yeah, be Kirk a handoff? Didn't call that. No, I know Kirk. I know he didn't. But my gosh, can can we make that simpler? I mean, Kirk was right. fine tonight. I I have yeah. no qualms with what Kirk did. My gripes are with the players in the secondary right now. That's it, Nick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But Nick, you're right. It's a huge win. It's a huge win, and, Absolutely. and I think with the schedule in front of them, they, they're in the right position where they want to be with the Broncos and the bye week coming up. Now, Cousins in the secondary need to step up and be consistent, but I think based on what I'm hearing tonight, I thought the Gophers would have lost to the Wildcats by 40. Oh, it's fine. Nick, you're in Philadelphia. You're supposed to, to be the one that calls up and rips these teams. <laughs> I've lived here too long. I, I mean, I, I Why are you so positive? Here. What's wrong with you? Move back here. I had to deal with two years ago when the Vikings came here and laid a big golden egg. Oh, I was there for it. Thanks, Nick. Have a good night. Thanks. Talk to you later. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Reacting to the Vikings' victory. Some people are very happy. And, hey, it's a big win. Some people are much more upset about how the uh, past defense looked. Let's see what Tom in Eau Claire has to say. Hi, Tom. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Good. What's up, Tom? Well, I am... Uh, in Wisconsin, in Packers territory, I was watching that game, and I think McCaffrey was in. But you know what? If they had a CJ Ham bulldozing people out of the way, they definitely would have gotten that because CJ Ham today was just playing outstanding. You can see him just taking out blockers. If he wasn't there, Cook and Madison would have been hit behind the line of scrimmage on almost every play. I think he saved that game for them, and just just made it possible for Cook to be who he is, making those great plays. And finally, how about that Brighton Cole Schmidt, as Randy would say, punting him deep. Hey, you know what? Good for him. He came back from that disaster at the end of Kansas City and did an excellent job. Yes, he did. Punted it 50 yards, set him, set him back, and and saved that game in the end. So I'll hang up, let you guys talk. But Skull Vikes, Skiuma. Hell of a weekend for the for Minnesota sports. Roll the boat, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Uh, good punt. Long live the fullback. I hope the fullback 
never completely dies. The fullback is a fun position. What was Tavon Austin doing not returning that punt? He had so much space. Dallas played a dumb game, Dan. Dallas, played I mean, Dallas really just played a dumb, dumb game. game. They played a dumb game. They've got talent. They just played a, They played an incredibly stupid game. But again, you're on the road. You don't care. Yeah. Good for you. That's fine. But uh, there were a few things that were very difficult to explain about that thing. Let's continue on the phone lines. Let's go to, uh, looks like Ben and Richfield is up next. Hey, Ben. Hey, I'm glad you brought up that uh, Tavon Austin fair catch. That was so boneheaded. I mean, you got terrible, like, Ben. It looked like 20 yards to go, like, and, I, and I, only and two. He, looked, there, there were more Cowboys on the screen in, in that in that still photo than there were Vikings. I, it looked oh like God. that play, play could have gone a while, and it could have gone right up the sideline. There were like two Vikings and like eight Cowboys. It was crazy. So exactly. I'm going to be another in this line of people to speak at this Vikings funeral after they have this huge win. Um, <laughs> it's uh, incredible. I, yeah, I, it is. But I think I think one thing that hasn't been brought up that I think contributes to this is I think they really miss Sheldon Richardson getting mm-hmm. pressure inside. They uh, Denebo's been okay, but he's not that consistent. Sheldon Richardson's beast, and they didn't replace him. He's not been replaced yet, and they need to address that to be elite again. I don't still think they can get enough pressure with just four guys to to really let their defensive backs then you know. Be, be closer and have more leeway because the passes won't be as crisp as they were tonight. And, man, I grew up watching Chris Carter on the sidelines just blow my mind as a, as a teenager, and that, that's what Amari Cooper reminded me of. So I don't fault Hughes for that. He wasn't great, but right. you can't stop that. We know that. We should know that as, as Vikings fans, those of us that watch Chris Carter, because you, you can't stop that. But Dak has time. If Dak has time, he can make the throw. So I think it, it's kind of like a waterfall effect that, that – Rush to coverage kind of thing that that Zimmer talks about sometimes. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate the call, Ben. The uh, the point about Sheldon Richardson, I think, is very valid, and I think we saw that tonight, especially with Linval Joseph out. Now, I know they did a really good job against the run, but they just they can't get to the quarterback well enough, and it should not be the case like that when you've got the the types of guys on the outside rushing the passer that they do. No, and yeah, I, I'm just it, it probably is a definite combination of things. But here's the problem, too. As you said, it was reported, I believe, by Ben Gessling, you said to the Star Tribune, that uh, Joseph had surgery for a torn meniscus, correct? correct? Yes. So this means, too, that he's almost certainly not going to play next week against Denver. I would be, out be stunned the if bye. he's back before the bye. So, yeah. So 651-646-8255. We do have an open phone line on Vikings vent line. 651-646-8255. Discussing the Vikings victory over Dallas. Um, certainly we can talk about the good, but if you want to talk about things like the pass defense as well, that is a definitely fair game on Score North. And Kevin in Ham Lake is up next. Hey, Kevin. Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. What's I got up, Kevin? Four kind of reference points for you. Amari Cooper looked like Chris Carter to me tonight. That guy was phenomenal on the toe taps. Yep. The Vikings defense. They have more holes than Devin Dubnik's glove. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to withhold comment on that. Keep going though. Kirk Cousins, that guy didn't throw anything farther than 20 yards tonight. He was Matt Hasselbeck. He was a game manager. And Kyle Rudolph, that guy runs like Vinny Testaverde. He looks like a pole. That guy cannot run. Boom, he's just down. I mean, that guy cannot run. He Great catch, great hands. That guy can't run. I love him, but what a, what a good win. I'm happy for him, but they got a lot to prove to me for me to be on the bandwagon. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, Kevin. See you, Kev. Great phone call because, okay, the thing with Kyle is Kevin's right, but this is why you use him in the end zone. 
This is why you give him ba- you use him as a basketball player. He's an old school. He's an old basketball player. He's your Antonio Gates now. But that's fine. You're Tony Gonzalez. But you have what no, he is. But that's fine. As far as managing games, if that's what Kirk is called to do to win, you don't care. Sign me up for that every week. And look, if you can make Dalvin Cook your star, he's incredibly dynamic. He is a star. That's man. exactly. I have. You know what? A week ago, Cousins played. I thought a very poor game. And furthermore, I thought Stefanski and Kubiak designed and called a really poor game. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And a week ago, I felt completely comfortable saying that. And now I come back and say they did a hell of a job. Yes. Everyone did their job. Credit where it's due. Last week, they did not deserve credit for that. That was a good game plan tonight. Yes. Tonight was. Last week was not. 651-646-8255. We do have a phone line open, and we'll head out to St. Louis Park. Ian. How are you doing, boys? Great. Doing well. What's up, Ian? Not too much. I'm an optimistic. I uh, I think we played a great game tonight, and I'm kind of sick and tired of all these Vikings fans talking bad about us. Um, but I'm going to say we won a game without our three best players, um, you know, Thielen, Joseph, and Waynes. And I'm going to say if you can take the cornerbacks that we have or any other cornerbacks in the league, I mean – we stack up pretty well, and um, I'm sick and tired of hearing people bash our, our cornerbacks or our secondary. So you guys go ahead. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. I don't think I would agree that Trey Waynes is one of the three best players on this team. I think very highly of Thielen. I think very highly of Linval. Um, I'm going to side with you, Daniel Cunningham, and saying that I would never consider Trey Wayne. No, no. Look, on his best days, Trey Waynes is not a, a disaster. He's not a terrible no, player. I'm not, not ripping bad. him. Um, it's not better than Dalvin Cook. Ian, I think that there's some... I, I get your point. I mean, Dalvin Cook's the best player on this team. They won the game, okay? So I get the point. If you're a Vikings fan of being like, are we really going to complain about... But it's just so unusual for the conversation to revolve around the pass defense being suspect. Yep. So I get your point, and And they went on the road and won a very important game, and I get all that. But do you really think that you're going to have the ultimate type of success that you so desire if this keeps up? You know, you're going to go in, look, you're going to go in to, in three weeks, on a Monday night, in Seattle. Three weeks from tomorrow night. You're going to go into Seattle, and I think you're going to score points. I think Dalvin Cook's going to be sitting on another big primetime game. I think Kirk is going to do a better job than he did in Seattle last week. But, Ian... If your pass defense resembles that against Russell Wilson, Danny, you really think you're going to leave with a W? Nope. And I, I'm telling you, I think these next, I started with tonight, and they won, and good for them. But in my mind, to get back to where I can convincingly say I think that this team has a real chance to go where it wants to go, I think this was the one, one of three. I think you need these next two games now. I And I think you have agree. Denver. Yeah. I think you can win that one. But you're going to have to find a way to... Stop Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is going to light you up if you play pass defense the way that you did tonight. Nick in South Carolina, thanks for holding on. Hey, guys. Love the show. Hey, As a Vikings fan, the three biggest things I'm scared of is playing on the road, prime time, and against a winning team. Got it done today. How much does Diggs miss Steven? Um, also, mm. mm-hmm. Cousins only had three rece- or six receptions to uh, wide receivers during that game. Cook was the leading receiver and running back, uh, rushing. Uh, how much is Diggs missing though? 
I, it's, he he misses him a lot, and I think this offense misses him a lot, but the fact that they're finding a way to get things done, even without him on the field, is a great sign against a good team. This is was a really good sign. Let's keep the phone calls going. Uh, Mike in Roseville. Hi, Mike. Hey, Hi. What's up, Mike? Um, so, looking at the last six games, you look at Vikings and Packers, what do you think uh, should be the expected results? And I watched the Packers game today. MVP talk, MVP talk was all about Christian McCaffrey, but if you look at Delvin Cook and even Aaron Jones, I mean, you have to take them into account for MVP talk, so I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. I, I think as far as MVP talk goes, it's going to be the best quarterback is going to win the MVP. That's what the awards turned into. Run, running backs don't win the MVP anymore. It's Russell Wilson right now. I, I think if there is any uh, non-quarterback position player in the running, the only one I could come up with is McCaffrey in sure. Carolina. Yeah, But I think you're right. It's going to be a quarterback. Yeah, that's just, it's just how it goes. As far as the end of the season, it's difficult for me to see Green Bay losing this division. I, I still think that if the Vikings are going to be a playoff team, they're going to be a wild card team. The only thing is, you need them to slip up once, because I think that you can beat them here. I do think I you think can you, beat them I here. think you're going to beat the Packers here. But I, but if well, they slip up once, yeah. that means the Vikings are going 13-3. and three. For them to only slip up once. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying the Packers to slip up and get yeah. another loss. That's what I'm and, saying. Oh, okay. If they okay. slip up once, mm-hmm. the Vikings have to go 13-3 and three to yeah, win that No, you're probably right. I don't see that in the cards. Uh, 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. A couple phone lines are open on Vikings Ventline. And Kurt in Golden Valley, you're up next. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking our call. What's up, Kurt? I'm here with uh, my uh, awesome nephew, Chris. And uh, we got a few takes that uh, I think you need to hear. Okay. What are the takes? First of all, Cousins was, I think, got his monkey off his back tonight. I think you will agree with that. Okay. Yes? Uh, yeah, in fact, he and and he improved to 7-13 and 13 now in primetime games. Okay. Is that... Hey. Are you there? Oh, I think we lost him. Yeah. Yeah, 7-13 in primetime games now. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Danny, he is still winless in Monday night games, but he is now uh, won his seventh career night game in out of twenty games. Six five one start. Yep. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Couple phone lines are open, and let's go to Dave and Champlin. Hi, Dave. 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 Did you say Dave? Dave. What's up, Dave? Yes, it's sir. you. Oh, hi. Hello. Um, Glad to talk to you guys. You're are so on top of things, and uh, I can't disagree with you on anything. The defense was bad. The uh, defensive backs were bad. Uh, the quarterback was bad. The uh, defensive line was bad, and the offense was uh, offensive line was bad. And I'm really disappointed that the Vikings lost. I think we just lost Dave too. Dave was very negative. I refuse. There's no place for negativity I, on I, this show. I ref, and I refuse. You, you know, it seems a little bit odd. I know Danny Cunningham. This is going to shock you, but it seems a little bit odd that at eleven oh five at night, I think a few people might have had a few cocktails. Maybe. 
I don't think the quarterback was bad, do you? I wouldn't call him bad. No. Wouldn't call him I thought the offensive line was fine tonight. Yeah. The they, pass, they, listen, the pass the defense, defense, bad. Like, he, he called up and said, I agree with everything that you've said. And at that point in time, I thought, you know, fantastic. But, in fact, let's take one more call here before we take a break. Roger in Oshkosh has been holding. Hi, Roger. Hi, uh, how are you guys doing tonight? I listen to Vikings Vent Line every day via the podcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. What's on your mind? So, uh, just thought it was a terrific win tonight. I thought uh, the guys played hard and they were they were rewarded for it. When is the last time we've seen a Vikings quarterback throw a jump pass touchdown? <laughs> I, I can't remember. And, uh, you know, not to get too dramatic or anything, but I thought on Dallas's second last possession, if they would have gone 95 yards and uh, for the touchdown to yep. beat the Vikings there, the defense never would have been the same. I just thought the defense just dug in there, and they were going to win that uh, that game tonight no matter what it took. And I don't, you know, I, you know they're human beings. They're not perfect. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, it's a, it's a good bunch of guys. They've got a great coaching staff. And Chris Spielman, you know, he gets a lot of flack. But there is so much talent on this roster that he's brought in here. It's, it's we are we are we are fortunate to have this this football team, and I think the Vikings are going to win the division this year. Green Bay's got to coming off their bye; they have to go out to San Francisco. Green Bay's been doing it with mirrors. You know, it, I, you give them credit for winning eight out of ten games, but they're uh, they're a paper tiger. So, uh, school Vikings, and uh, we'll uh, we're looking forward to next week. Thank you, sir. 651-646-8255. Viking Ventline is the show. It looks like we got a couple people on hold. I believe that's uh, Mike and Jake. Hold on. We're going to take a break and uh, be back after this as we continue to uh, talk the good and the bad of a Vikings victory to give them seven wins in Dallas tonight. First and 15. Cousins under pressure. Gets the way to Cook. Cook gets away from Lee. Inside the 30, tough, tough running with a flag down at the 19-yard line. They give it to the main man, and that's Cook, and he takes it in on a fourth and goal on the final play. TCL Broadcast Studios at Zolgat. It's Cunningham. Bunch of calls to get to, which we will in one second. Dalvin Cook, a great night tonight. Finished with 27 or 26 carries for 97 yards, 3.7-yard average, and one touchdown. Also caught seven passes and targeted seven times for 86 yards, a long of 30, an average on his, excuse me, receptions of 12.3 yards. And because of that, Danny Cunningham, Dalvin Cook's going to be thrilled to find out that he is the popcorn player of the game, sponsored by our friends at Popcorn in Minnetonka. Find them on the upper concourse, section 325 at every home game. Fresh popcorn available in six customer favorite flavors. Dalvin Cook, you are the player of the game for popcorn. Continue the phone calls now and go to Mike in Ohio. Hi, Mike. Thanks for holding on. Hey, guys. Uh, greetings from Masson, Ohio. Uh, what's up, Mike? Nice. Hey, uh, Danny, i got to ask you. I'm sorry. It's a little off topic. You play D3 football, right? I played I play Division two. I, uh, I went to Lake Erie College in Painesville. Uh, I know exactly where that is. I played D3 football in Grove City, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, Grove City College. Yep. Um a couple different notes <clears throat> on a positive note. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think we've heard this enough. We re- I think we have to really think about Kirk Cousins being our quarterback after next year because after the Bears game, he's really played really well. I, I don't I wouldn't want to dive into that right now. Um, I get that, I, I, and I get because he's looked good and it's a tantalizing thing. But at the same time, I think the concern is always going to be there with this team and this franchise and this quarterback of well, when's the other shoe going to drop? And waiting for that's never fun. So I think that if that decision is going to be made, maybe this time next year is when it gets made. And and, and two points, and I'll let you guys go. What is our record at Dallas? Because Really, guys, this is a big win. Let's be honest. I, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. I've, I've suffered through so many Viking heartbreaks. The Dallas franchise has has been better than us. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, what the heck has happened to Zimmer's third down defense? I'm gonna <laughs> let you guys go. I can't wait to hear what you say, man. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. First of all, just the all-time series. I've got the numbers in front of me. It's not bad. The Cowboys lead the all-time series now, 16-15. That's not bad. That's not bad. Third down defense, yeah. You're exactly right. That, that was bad, and I can't answer it. That's my question is, when is what are you going to try and do, or what is Mike Zimmer and the, Vi- and the Vikings, what are they going to try to do to adjust this thing and fix it? Because, Danny, you're right. Wholesale changes can't be coming because you nope. can't make those. But you can't keep up this way. And no, you, especially you, you can't do that it, as we discussed before the break, in Seattle. Chris and Ian Prairie, thanks for holding on. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm great. Um, I want to draw some parallels to yesterday's gopher win and today. Let's hear it. Uh, it was awesome. Both games are awesome. But can can either, can either any Minnesota team just dagger someone when they get the ball in the beginning or middle <laughs> of the fourth quarter and not play with my emotions? Let's go. I don't think you're the only one that feels that way, Chris. I think there were a lot of people at TCF Bank Stadium that really Chris, would have preferred that. Chris, that is such a good point. That is such a good point. When are we going to have a, a team here that uh, does not either like the Wild or Wolves right now, insist on trailing throughout a game and then having a furious rally, or just have a team? In fact, you know what? I give the Gophers credit because they came close or they come close. But yeah, the whole dagger concept, I'm with you. If you're going to step on their throat, do it. I'm your age. He's about 25 years younger than us. Yep. He doesn't know the half of it, man. It's awful. We're not going to talk about (laughs) it right now, Chris. Thanks for the phone call. Let's continue with uh, Vikings vent line. Jake, it looks like in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, guys. What's Uh, up, Jake? So, I, I, Trey Waynes never really lived up to his draft position, and I think we were all happy to see Mike Hughes starting on the edge. Or out in, uh, on the corner. I agree. But um, I, you talk about coverage stacks. I just thought that the defensive line couldn't get home all day because of that offensive line, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like it was the exact opposite, where guys just found their way open because they had too much time. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate the phone call. I think that's part of it. I, I mean, guys consistently found their way open, and it is difficult to cover for four or five seconds as a defensive back. That's never an easy thing to do when a quarterback like Dax Prescott has all day. He's going right. to just rip you apart, but it not all of it was on the defensive line not being able to get home. This defensive backfield needs to be better. It's multiple things, right? Yeah. That's fair to say. It's multiple I, things. Because I, I do think I do that. think the callers who are saying don't just blame one position because that's the easy thing to do have a very good point. Blame everybody. But this seems to me to be a systematic breakdown that you got to at least 
If you're not going to fix it, you need to stop the bleeding. How about I think, that? I think if... Is that fair? I think that the area we haven't put enough blame necessarily on is probably the coaching. We've put a lot of blame on the secondary. Do we not do that because the coach doesn't answer the questions specifically about that? Probably. I, I think that we put more, we're put more. we starting to put more blame on the, the defensive line for not getting enough pressure. But we, I don't think we have blamed Mike Zimmer enough for this. Let's see what Aaron in Illinois thinks. Hi, Aaron. Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller. Thanks for taking the call. Thank you. What's uh, up, man? I just wanted to, uh, uh, I know we've been kind of beating the defense up with, you know, all do they deserve it for the third down 10 plus yards that they gave up all game but i just wanted to point out dakota dozier when he came in for josh klein looked like he played pretty well which was uh good to see yeah uh, i think it was on the, the madison run where he uh gave a pretty key block that maddie didn't quite get into the end zone but you know just kind of good to see that we actually got some depth along the offensive line and uh i know when brian o'neill went down we all probably collectively held our breath he's been the, by far the most solid piece of that line all year but uh, just kind of glad to see that we can go into a hostile territory and, you know, not play the cleanest game and come out of there kind of with an ugly win. I know you guys talked about that this week. So uh, thanks for taking the call. Skull Vikes. Thank you, Aaron. And let's continue with the phone calls and Bill in Stillwater. Hi, Bill. Hey, Judd. You know, I think we're underplaying just how great the defense was today against an excellent offensive line and, uh, in shutting down Seek Elliott without our best run defender on the field today. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, one thing they did well. That, that's what they deserve credit for. They didn't do well in the past, but they, they did well against Zeke. Well, imagine the opposite. If Delvin Cook had Zeke's day, uh, this team would have been dead in the water. So True. they get credit for that. Uh, uh, you know, Dak, Dak killed us. He looked like Russell Wilson. But again, he had that awesome offensive line, and uh, they, they held off the pressure pretty well today and got that cheap penalty to steal a sack. So... We uh, we overcame some some good obstacles tonight. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the phone call. Definitely, you go on the road and win in that type of environment. No apologies. Yeah, about that. It's just that when you extrapolate those things, the shortcomings during that game, and take them long term, and say, is this a is this a blip and mildly concerning, or ooh, could that be a problem? Yeah, there are certain things. There are certain things they did wrong tonight that are absolutely fine. They'll get fixed quickly. There are also certain things where you say to yourself, I wonder if this is now developing into a real problem, that, look, this team is supposed to be really good. And they drive you crazy because we still can't explain them. So, Danny, they're up and down and up and down. But the reality is when this team is firing, this team should be a really good team. And this league, the Saints looked awful today against the Falcons. I, I don't know what when we do the weekday Viking vent line on Tuesday, what your NFC power rankings are going to look like. But mine are changing again. They're changing by the week. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Hey, guys. If, and I, I know it's early, if Dalvin Cook stays healthy and has as long as a career as Adrian Peterson, he is going to be a better back just because of the fact that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's incredible when he catches the ball. And Adrian Peterson could, couldn't catch the ball worth beans his, yep. his whole career. He didn't even care to try. No, he really, he really didn't. And as much as you can, you know, diss the secondary and Zimmer, you have to give them just as much credit the other way for what they did on Elliott tonight. That was unbelievable. It was fantastic. And the other thing is you get to watch a lot of Cowboys games because they're on prime time and late games. Is there a... I always wonder if this is a word. Is there a more stupider 
head coach in the NFL. I think it would be dumber. Jason Garrett. How many times? How's he employed right now? How how does Jerry not go down after that game? That that what second uh, to last series and fire him? It, it was awful. It's not just tonight. It's it's every time they lose, it's because some idiotic decision that that guy makes with time clock management, play calls, or or, or, or whatever it is. And and last but not least, Judd, I don't know if you can you listen to the commercial breaks, but did you know that XL Energy is the place for wild hockey to go to? Well, that's outstanding for them. I hope they're enjoying it. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin yeah. or Mike. See you later. Tim, you're up next. How are you, Tim? Hey, Tim in Maple Grove, formerly Tim of Washington. Hey, Tim, what's Good up? Good to talk to you, Tim. Glad you're in Maple Grove now. Hey, uh... I'm calling in with uh, with all the humility that I can muster. <laughs> I owe you an apology, Judd. For what? Well, last week I called in after the Kansas City game, and I was really pissed off. And I had about five or six more drinks than what is, uh, you know, humanly healthy. <laughs> yeah. And, Keep going. Uh, Keep going. And I went on a rant. And I jokingly suggested that we should bring Kirk Cousins' wife into this conversation, and I was completely kidding. But you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice that I was kidding. Okay. And you guys rushed me off the phone, and then like a spoiled brat, I got on Twitter and said, I'm done with Score North. You've lost a loyal fan. I'm going to quit listening, and I'm going to switch over to the Purple purple Kool-Aid. Okay. And I just wanted you to know that... I, I, I was just being a jerk. I, I've been following you, Judd, since uh, since you were doing Access Vikings with uh, Chip Scoggins for Chip. the Star Tribune. Chip, that's okay. We all have our and bad. Guys, we all have our bad days. I, no worries. I've corresponded via email and, oh. and Twitter for years. So we're I good. Just to get that out of the way. Well, thank you, but we're good. We're totally good. Cool. As for tonight's game, yeah, and my overall feeling feelings about the Vikings. Mike Zimmer is going to have to do some switching up in the defensive backfield because Xavier Rhodes no longer has any business being a starter. Um, and as for Kirk Cousins, no matter what glimmers of hope he gives us, mm-hmm. there's just this feeling that I can't shake that as long as he's our quarterback, we can forget about any conversations about winning the Super Bowl. Hmm. I just... I mean, I can no see matter, why you have that he, feeling. He can string together could, a few games in a row that yeah, are great. Yeah, but you need to see more. But he goes back to being who he is. Yep. You need to see more. That's. Uh, I think that's fair, Tim. Thank you. And uh, things are fine, okay? Uh, yeah, cool. We're good now. All right. Take care. Uh, All right, bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, I, I can... <laughs> Yeah, he, he got mad last week because he thought I cut him off early, and he had mentioned Kirk Cousins' wife, and I'm just like, I'm not going. I, I hate I hate that. I hate that stuff. I'm like, I'm not going there. But you know what? He called up and apologized and said he's sorry. And I'm glad he's still a loyal listener. Many Jim. times people have had too many cocktails, and they yeah, say things they I've don't mean. Before. And I we've all, hopefully not in the air, but we've all been there before, and uh, I, I appreciate Tim doing Tim, that. Thank, and, you. thank you for listening, Tim. And, Tim, and Tim's thoughts about Kirk, I think, are probably fair, Danny. I mean, we need to see a lot more. We need to see... But tonight was... You know what? Tonight, you didn't have that fatal cousin's mistake. 
Uh, Dalvin Cook was the star. I thought the offensive formula tonight was fantastic. Our buddy Bob in Pennsylvania. Hi, Bob. Big win on the road tonight, baby. I got a lot of Dallas friends who are going to eat crow for many, many weeks. This is a very happy moment in Vikings history. <laughs> okay. So all Vikings fans, let's rejoice and celebrate. <coughs> Listen, Amari Cooper plays chess every day, and the chess match came down to this play. When he was singled out against Mike Hughes, when the Vikes are up late in the fourth quarter, they, they swerved over Anthony Harris to double-cover Cooper because... Prescott was looking his way the whole way on that play. But then he had to go to his uh, secondary receiver, and Kendricks made the big play. And that was the chess match. And I give the credit to the defensive call right there. And that goes to Mike Zimmer. Mike, you won the chess match. You're also winning the chess match when you, when you play softer coverage with Xavier Rhodes, who's not as good anymore. That's smart. And let me tell you something. We got a big win today, and I am happy. I'm happier than you can imagine. Let me tell you, this is how you win a Super Bowl. Our strength is our offense now. When Kyle Rudolph plays like a man possessed, making catches like that, when Cousins can throw to Cook, he had over 80 yards receiving. He had over 100 yards rushing. I'll tell you another thing. Dallas had 22 first downs on passing and no first downs rushing. Yep. We had like 15 yards uh, uh, first down, 15 first downs passing and like eight or nine first downs running. A balanced attack wins Super Bowls. You can't be one sided in this league. You have to have a balanced attack, and you. And I'll tell you, I give I give Zimmer credit on going for the fourth down and going for the two point conversion. I give him a lot of credit tonight. That was a big win. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, I, mean, I was excited. Well, but he should be. That's that's also fine. Vikings vent line is here for you to voice your excitement or disappointment or frustrations. But Bob's not wrong. And you know what? The fourth down call. It took some guts. It was a good call. Yeah. Exactly the right call. And then, and you know, Mike Zimmer, no matter what the pass defense did or didn't do tonight, Bob is right. Mike won the coaching matchup. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. Is it V in Lake Elmo? Yes. What up? What's going on? Oh, Judd. Judd, you are very analytical about everything. You are very intelligent. I would just say... What would you? How how do you break down the Vikings game plan tonight? How do I break it down? Yes, I break it down. And I think the if you were asking me what the highlight was, I think the offensive play calling was fantastic. I I think it was suspect a week ago. I thought it was great tonight. And Dalvin Cook is a star player. And when Dalvin Cook is used like he was tonight, he can be absolutely fantastic. And the final thing that I would say. Credit to the offensive coaching staff. Rudolph was used exactly right. In the red zone, in the end zone, he can win jump balls. He can still, he's got good hands. I thought offensively, they had a brilliant night. Love it, love it. Chad, you're the best. Thanks, I appreciate that. I want to give you a little bit of credit too, Chad. I didn't pay him, by the way.
I want to give you a That was very nice. I thought he was going to eventually rip me. That was very nice. The but only, I did not pay him. The only reason that you didn't get your prediction right, like spot on, 100% correct from Friday's Vikings vent line, was because Zim kicked, or because Zim went for two instead of kicking the extra point. Because did I say? You said 27 24 Vikings mm, win. Mm, Off so by one point. So close. Hey, Kevin, what's going on? Sorry, I had to call back, but you would have lost in Vegas on that point line. But <laughs> <laughs> no, they were getting three and a half points. He's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got lucky then. Well, Linda, <laughs> sorry, Linda Kevin, go ahead. That they cannot win with Zimmer saying stop the run. What is she talking about? They had to stop Zeke. Zeke was their game plan. When you put Dak in the in the pocket and make him have to throw. You're going to win against Dallas. Secondly, I want to go back to last week. You had a caller that called in and talked about Spielman's wife, which is out of bounds. Oh, you know what? My, you know what? That so was, was that he was he, he, was he talking about Spielman's draft. Yeah, no, no, but but his wife had said, and I had exactly. completely forgotten this. So he was just kidding around. Right. Exactly. Okay. He couldn't go home. Yeah, which was he yes. he was joking. I forgot about that and I become very how can I put this? nervous when people refer to players or executives' wives because I don't want to go there. You don't want to. Yeah, that's ugly. But he was just kidding. Right. And then Cook when Cook goes out, we got a stud in the back. Uh, the the kid Madison. Boise. Madison. Kid from Alexander. Boise. Yeah, he's good. What he's very good. Good pickup from Spielman. Uh, I can't say enough about that kid. And then lastly, Kendricks, not only in his coverage, has improved, but that guy just tackles everything. He's good. So with with that, guys, have a great night. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, yep. Uh, Kendricks, Eric Kendricks has had a phenomenal season. He's been fantastic. He has been absolutely consistent and fantastic. Bar Bar does flash at times. Bar will make great plays, but I think Kendricks would be on a shadow of a doubt of that linebacking core. Easily the most complete season. He's been the best one. He's good almost, or basically, I should say this. He's good every week. Yeah. Travis in Los Angeles, how are you? Good. How's it going, guys? Doing well. What's great. up, Trav? Just want to talk about the lack of a pass rush tonight versus versus Prescott, and he went for 400 yards and three touchdowns. I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on possibly having <clears throat> Bar rush in the exterior, Hunter rush on the other edge, and then Everson Griffin, Everson Griffin up the middle, and possibly having a curse at nickel linebacker. It'll be interesting. They've kind of gone away from using curse as the big nickel lately. Yeah, which they, they, they did they a lot early. They did it early in the season. They haven't really done it much since. With Linval Joseph out, maybe it does make some sense to to shuffle things around until he gets back. And it might only be one more game, and you might not need it against against the Denver Broncos. But, you know, they're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback, I don't think, Travis. I agree with you there that there's just too much of a lack of press right. of, of lack of press, pass rush. Dak Prescott had way too much time tonight, so I do think something need, needs to change. I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be. We have talked to so many times about what? Anthony Barr is going to rush now because he got a new contract, right? Or Anthony Barr is, and it's never consistent. Yep. So until I actually see it deployed a lot, I'm not saying it again. Yeah. Because we have talked about the fact that he looks like he could be Jason Taylor. Does he not? And and because he's got that body and the conversations about this is the year that Anthony Barr is going to rush the quarterback and Mike is going to change his ways. 
And every time that we say that, there might be a game or two where Barr does rush a little bit more, and then they abandon that. So I don't know. I you know, if Linval's out for a while now too, that's a big that's a big run stuffing guy, and that and that run defense tonight was darn good. But that becomes a big question. A couple more phone calls before we wrap things up on Viking Ventline. Appreciate everyone who is participating or participated. Henry in South St. Paul, you're next. Uh, hi, how are you guys tonight? Good. What's up, Henry? Uh, I just wanted to talk about um. So without feeling playing tonight, we needed somebody to um step up, and I wanted to praise Kyle Rudolph just once again for being the veteran, mm-hmm. stepping up, and he need we needed him to get more involved in the offense than he did. And then one more thing that I wanted to talk about is I feel like every week Cousins just has a moment that makes me face palm. Last week it was when he slid on third and one yard short of the uh, first down marker. And tonight, he, when um, Dallas jumped offside and he knew he had a free play, and he decided to check it down to C.J. Ham. I mean, what was, what was he thinking <laughs> What was he doing? Oh, Henry, 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 Henry. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Okay, man. I'm going to tell you this right now. I have no idea. And, and look, the sliding short of the first down last week baffled me. And then this week, then this week he slid head first, but it wasn't a crucial situation, so he really didn't need to. I don't even know that he slid head first. It was like he couldn't figure out which way he wanted. Henry, I don't know. I can't answer the question. I don't know. All I can say is is at least if the face-palming moment doesn't cost your team the game, feel good about it. It's when he does something that you just say, he just cost your team the game, the Vikings in this case, that's when the face-palm hurts. Right. All right? Thank you. Appreciate the phone yep. call. Uh, last call of the evening, that, uh, that honor belongs to Luke in South Dakota. Luke, you're on Vikings event line. Uh, hi, guys. Um... I think that the Vikings should have put up more points than they did. I mean, I think the Cowboys, their defense was pretty good tonight, but do you think that the defense could have done more tonight than to get more points, to get the offense, the ball, and get more points on the scoreboard? Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. I thought Dallas did all they could to give uh, the, the Vikings as many points as possible, didn't you? Yeah. Boy, of all the shortcomings tonight, I'm not going to dump on this this offense or criticize I'm not, them. I'm not dumping on them all week, man. <sighs> yeah, I mean Cousins. I can't. Not after this. No, they and, earned it. And Cousins did a you know Cousins did a good job tonight. He wasn't masterful, but Dalvin Cook was. He didn't need to be. He was. Really, he was enough. And if I come to you, Danny, on a Wednesday and say, "All right, I've unearthed the Vikings game plan for this coming weekend, and it's going to be to feature Dalvin Cook." And Kirk is going to play an important role, but not a starring role. And, oh, but by the way, Thielen is going to be out. Aren't you going to look at me and be like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's all. Listen, ultimately, I really think, deep in my heart, that's all I want. I want sense to be made. Last Sunday in Kansas City, I watched what Stefanski and Kubiak did, and for the life of me, I couldn't understand it. And tonight, I watched that game. And I watched the Vikings offense operate and thought, this is pretty doggone good. Yeah. And then I watched Jason Garrett. And I thought I'd fire him. It was a fireball offense. I'd go the way, downstairs. The way he handled that, I'd go downstairs that, and that, fire that him. That last drive was fireball. I mean, their defense was not good, but credit to the Vikings for being good. Uh, all right. And again, Delvin Cook has an outstanding game. And because of that, he is our popcorn player of the game, sponsored by our friends Popped Corn in Minnetonka. 
Find them on the Upper Concourse Section 325 at every home game. Fresh popcorn available in six customer-favorite flavors. Congratulations, Dalvin Cook. You had a great night on the field, and because of that now, you get to be our player of the game here on Vikings Event Line, and I've been told that that is a thrill for players. I think it, uh, when they're makes told them, on it the makes plane, them they happier start than when they win. When they're told that on the plane home, they start crying. They would rather be the popcorn player of the game than the winner. Once again, thanks for tuning in. 28-24, the Vikings win. They are now, what, 7-3 on the season. Vikings Ventline is the show. I'm Zolgad. He's Cunningham. Uh, thanks to Seth, our guy, our social media guy, for running all of the streams in which you've been watching us. And also to uh, Evan and Declan for producing this program. Don't forget, we will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Nine hours and... 23 minutes. 10 to noon, it will be the weekday edition of Vikings Ventline. And then also uh, check out scorenorth.com and our mobile app because Collar and I are about to embark on a podcast talking about tonight's game in which Collar will give his thoughts on the game as well. Vikings Ventline, at least for tonight, is done. Thanks for tuning in. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.